Episode of Hitting Pater by Impact Sports. This is episode number 20, and I'm Alex Beaudry. With me today on a very special episode, you all know him as the Meat Locker. I have Meat Stick, aka Meatball, aka Meaty, Mr. Brian Klemecki. Brian, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I think we're AKAs in there, or are we. Uh... <laughs> I, I think that's good, but I might have missed a few meat variations in there. Um, all right. Yeah, so uh, me and Brian both got rid of the kids for a couple hours, and we're going to talk some football, so this is good. Um, I actually had um, some friends over this past weekend for the Packer game and the UFC fight and whatnot, and this guy's like, who is this meat locker? Like, what is this, like, inside joke? The legend. Yeah, I'm like, the 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 man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it's kind of funny. Um, But we're excited to have you on. It'll be a good time. We've tried to implement a lot of your hot takes in previous podcasts, so this will be good. People can hear it from yourselves, and you can defend your stupid opinions. <laughs> oh, I'm still thinking about that A.J. Brown over D.K. Metcalf I told you about. A.J. Brown looked like a grown man amongst the boys out there on Saturday. Dude, A.J. Brown can either go for 150 and two touchdowns, or he can go for 42 yards. That's AJ Brown, and I and I know that because I owned him in fantasy this year. I'll say that's only because you have him in fantasy. Otherwise, yeah. you would be saying that he's he's a, he's a man. Oh, for sure. I wouldn't say anything to any of these players to their face. That would not be <laughs> smart. <laughs> so, um, all right, man. Well, I figured we could kick it off with um, the games this past weekend. All do you want to go? Do you want to just do like the AFCs and then the NFCs, or the Saturdays and then the Sundays? Let's let's do chronological. So we'll go. Right. We'll go Saturday afternoon through Sunday evening. All right. So let's kick it off with that Cincy Tennessee game. Um, I was not surprised by the outcome. I was surprised that it was so low scoring. I thought if Cincinnati was going to win that game, it was going to be like thirty-five to twenty or something. Uh, the fact that they were kind of able to out Tennessee, Tennessee surprised me, if that makes sense. I thought Tennessee probably wanted a low-scoring game. With Derrick Henry coming back, I thought he was going to get like 25 to 30 carries and just kind of grind it out. And the fact that since he was able to outgrind Tennessee was surprising to me. Uh, I mean, were... did they outgrind him? I mean, Joe Burrow got like sacked like eight times. I mean, they just survived, I would say. Not They didn't grind. They like... It's the same way that the 49ers beat the Packers, right? Garoppolo got hit a whole bunch. Uh, their offense, the 49ers, and we'll get to this game next, but the 49ers only scored six offensive points. True. And, and yet still won, and that's grinding. That's grinding out a playoff win, when, especially when you're like Cincy. With, I mean, what did Burrow finish the year with? He had, I don't know, how many games of like 500 yards passing and four touchdowns. I mean, he was a stud going into oh, week he's, 18. He's an MVP candidate. I would say, I mean, Burrow, he established himself this year for sure. So, I mean, I mean, Joe Burrow, I think, put himself in that upper tier throughout the season, and he just kind of proved it to everyone that was doubting him uh, this past weekend. I think Joe has arrived. He has arrived with, uh, with the Herberts and the Mahomes and the Allens. He put himself in that class, I think. Yeah, I mean, for sure. The thing that worries me the most about him are his knees. Um, with the ACL, and then you saw it in Week 17 when they needed that win. I mean, he got it, and he played through it, and he said he could have played in Week 18, but just any time 
he gets hit below the waist, I cringe. Um, and I that's the only thing I worry about with Burrow. But his arm strength, his chemistry with Jamar Chase is unmatched. I mean, I those mean, two are just on the same page. Yeah, Burrow has the moxie, the leadership. He's got the talent. I mean, he doesn't have the biggest arm like Herbert and Mahomes, but, I mean, he just guts out wins. He just leads his team. That's what you like to see. And he can put up numbers doing it. Yeah, 100%. And Cincinnati's in a great spot. I mean, Pittsburgh's probably going to take a step back next year unless they go out and get, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a a Russell Wilson. I mean, if if they're going to have to draft and develop a quarterback, you figure they're going to take a step back finally after 15 years of not having a losing season. Um, You know, Baltimore, I'm not sold on. Did you see that? um, Did you see Antonio Brown on Twitter today? Yeah, he's trying to go to Lamar. Let's go play with Lamar. He he posted yeah. a he posted a picture of himself in a Ravens jersey. Yeah, I can think of a few buddies I have that would love that, and I told him <laughs> you don't want any part of that. He's gonna ruin your culture. Yeah, well, but you know they also need help at the wide receiver position. I'm not sold on Baltimore being the the cream um, of the crop there, and Cleveland once might. You, once you pay Lamar, I mean that's forty million. You're not taking like to spend on the rest of your team. So, I mean, there's big decisions coming up. And Lamar's going to get 40 million. I don't know if I would pay him 40 million, but he's going to get 40 million. You know, you, you, in his second year, you win MVP, you're going to get 40 million. It's just, it's too important of a position, but they got to figure that offense out because I'm not sold on it. And then you got Cleveland, um, who might be getting ready to move on from Baker Mayfield. They have a big decision to make this year. Do you extend Baker do you let him ride on his fifth-year option and try and draft his replacement? That's because otherwise he's going to be worth thirty to thirty-five million at least, if not more. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's just where the quarterback position is going, and even a mid-tier quarterback, which is probably where Baker is, is probably worth at least thirty million. Where would you put? I mean, this is going off topic here, but where, where would you put Baker in your like rankings? Is, is like or tiers like? Would you put him in a, like a Tannehill tier? Oh, for sure. I think him and Tannehill are actually really good comparables. Where you could have Baker could so go off. Tannehill signed like a four-year, like $120, $119 million contract. I mean, and like with inflation and contracts going up. like Yeah, so you, you think figure you, get, oh, you add. I mean, the rule of crazy. thumb is you usually add about 5% per year, right? So if Tannehill got that deal two, three years ago, you figure another 10% on top of that. I could see... I could totally see Baker getting four plus hundred and thirty million. Ooh, that's Easy. a big pill to swallow right there. What are your alternatives? I mean, the, drafting oh. a quarterback is so hard. I don't think this is the class to even try it if you're Cleveland. Or or maybe it is. Maybe that guy you really like falls because there is no clear cut number one quarterback. So let's say you really like, you know, Desmond Ritter or you really like Matt Coral. Pick your favorite quarterback maybe he slides because nobody else feels that way about him i don't know it's a big offseason for cleveland but i think with cincinnati having burrow on his rookie deal for at least two more seasons man they are in they're the they're the cream of the crop in the afc north i i agree there i think since he if they make the right moves this offseason they could be they could even be the one seed next year they were the one seed i think going into like week 15 or something like that they were they were right there with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Titans, like they're right there. What the the AFC was such a cluster this year. I mean, 
shit, three, four weeks before the season ended, the Patriots were the number one seed. Exactly. Um, so, but, you know, now it's crunch time, and now you got the same old teams there, right? I mean, obviously Cincinnati, but I would watch that Buffalo Chiefs game over on repeat just because those two teams are so much fun to watch. And oh, for sure. We'll get to that, though. So looking at Tennessee, where do you think Tennessee goes from here? Where, where do you got you know, what you, their needs? I think, what it, I think Derrick Henry played, but I don't think he was healthy to play in that game. I mean, he had like like 20-some carries for 64 yards, I believe. Like, I mean, he didn't really have the explosion that was there. I mean, you got to hope that he's healthy, number one, coming coming back next year into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, Tannehill, if in, in good faith, can you bring him back? He just keeps costing you games in the pre- postseason just like every year. Can yeah. you willingly just bring Tannehill back and just run it back? Because I, I don't know. Yeah, well, he's going to be back for at least one more year. You referenced his uh, his contract when we were talking about Baker. Um, yeah. I'm just pulling it up right now. I think he's got some, like, $30, $35 million dead cap sure. number. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's under contract through the 2023 season. He's got two void years. So if the if the if the Titans were to cut him prior to June first of twenty twenty two, he's got a fifty seven point four million dollar dead cap. Yeah, I don't he's, see them he, cutting him outright. I mean, they might be able to move him for like some like mid round picks, like second or third. But like, I don't see anyone coughing up a first round for Tannehill. But like. They got to figure something out. Maybe you do give him one more year because, I mean, he can win you 10 games a year. He'll get you to the playoffs. But if your goal is a championship and you only have, honestly, I think you only have like one, maybe two more years of prime Derrick Henry. And then he's going to, you know, it's just father time catches up with everybody in that running back position. I mean, especially when you're you hit getting... 28, 29, you're like, it's like dog years in NFL football for running backs. You hit, you know, 28, you're like 60. Well, especially when you're getting the ball 400 times a year like he is. Yeah, they need a compliment. They can't be running out in some scrubs behind him again. Like, I mean, you found Deontay Foreman. That was nice. But, like, you need to have a consistent, like, I mean, thank God. I mean, this is Green Bay. But thank God we have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Because, I mean, they compliment each other. They don't have to, They share the workload. And they don't have to kill each other throughout 18 weeks of the season now. Yeah, well, that's why I really like what Cleveland did with Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb, the problem is like do you really want to pay the running back position 20 million dollars which is what cleveland's paying because yeah, chubb's, what, chubb's what getting 12 a year is, yeah what i think there is you can't pay both like you get one on a rookie deal you pay one and you just keep it moving like you, you can't pay both that's why i was so surprised the packers brought um aaron jones back on the deal he got four for 48 um just because it the writing seemed to have been on the wall like okay it, it's going to be aj Dillon's team and even down the stretch, you saw that. Now, Aaron Jones was battling some health issues, but it seems to be you know, moving more towards that A.J. Dillon time frame. Now, they still got A.J. for another two years on his rookie deal, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's going to be interesting, too, with Tennessee is what do you do with A.J. Brown? He's extension eligible after this year. Um, I think they need to extend him. Um I mean, you could certainly sit and, you know, wait, but then you risk him 
being unhappy, and I don't think you want an unhappy AJ Brown right now. Oh, for sure. I think you, you. I mean, you're looking at twenty to twenty-three million probably for AJ Brown. Would you say? Yeah, I mean, franchise tag amount for him would probably be in that eighteen to twenty range. Um, obviously, he's under contract through the twenty twenty-two season, um, but next year you got him for one point seven million because he was a second round pick. Um, but yeah, his. I mean. Before this season started, they were talking Godwin four for eighty, which would be twenty million a year. I would think AJ Brown would do a little bit better than that, probably four for ninety, four for eighty-five, somewhere in that range. I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would bet that every wide receiver, every top-tier wide receiver, is there, and their agent is going to be sitting around waiting to see what Devontae Adams does, because he's going to sure. set he's going to set the ceiling of that market, right? If I had Devontae four for 110. That puts him right in line with the average annual value of DeAndre Hopkins, but with more guaranteed money because DeAndre had signed that two-year, $54 million, $55 million, something like that. So getting 27 and a half a year, I think Devontae will be around that, four for, yeah, 26, 27, and then everybody else behind him will fall in. So, you know, they got some big decisions. You know, with Tannehill on that team, I think the only good news for Tannehill is he's like, obviously you would love someone a little bit better, but he's like a perfect quarterback for that system. He's somebody who I don't think minds handing the ball off to Derrick Henry 30 times a game. Do you know what I mean by that? Like like a game manager, like he's good enough. Besides probably Aaron Rodgers are okay with handing the ball off to a 250-pound phenom. You know what I mean? Like, you have I, don't, Henry, I don't know about that. I think a lot of them, besides maybe like Rodgers and some guys that have a bigger bit of an ego, but, but I think Brady would be he'd be psyched if he had Derrick Henry behind him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's not going anywhere next year, so the Titans have some time to figure it out. Yeah, I think uh, the Titans, I mean, their, their defense is definitely like Super Bowl ready. That defense is ferocious. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, I think that maybe like one, maybe two years left of Derrick Henry's prime. Uh, A.J. Brown's uh, phenomenal, um, Pro Bowl wide receiver. They can be all pro one day. Um, so you got you got pieces there, but you just need to make sure you capitalize and not keep botching these opportunities. But the AFC, like you said, it's it's looking kind of stacked now. It's, I mean, it's kind of a cluster at the top, but I feel like it's, it's now going to be top-heavy moving forward with the Bills and the Chiefs and Titans and – Cincy, and then you get the Ravens. That probably win ten games a year with Lamar healthy and all his guys back. He had no running backs for the year, so I mean, we'll see how they do. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a. And then you got Herbert out west. I mean, you got some teams out there, but I think uh, the Titans are, I think are in a decent spot moving forward. But they just if they want to go over the top, they need to start adding some pieces around Tannehill. Maybe like a second wide receiver. Julio was not. I don't even know if you can even get anything for Julio at this point. I think Julio might just need to like get cut because he looked old, and he might just need to go because that was a horrendous year by him. Yeah, and Julio, they actually, because of the trade, had him on a bargain this year. So um, next year he's set to eat up about $14 million in cap. He only accounted for $4 million in cap this year. So are you going to pay Julio at age 33? He's, I mean, I don't want to get into the cash versus cap, but 
as a cap charge, are you going to pay $10 million more for an extra year older Julio? Exactly. Um, I, 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 to me, he's got to go. The problem is if you cut him, well, depending on when you cut him, he's got $13 million in dead cap, so you're not saving that much money. You know, you mentioned trading him, but they gave up, what, a first for him? No, no, no. I think they gave up, like, a fourth. A four. Okay. So not not like you gave up a ton of draft capital, but, you know, what are you going to get for him? A, a sixth? A seventh? I mean... Yeah, I agree. Huh. So, uh, anything else on that Titans-Cincy game? Um, I One thing I just want to shout out Jamar Chase, because that, that boy is a monster. He's 21 yeah. years old, and he's already a like top five wide receiver in my eyes. Uh, one other thing, I agree with you 100%. Um, did you see... Uh, the Bengals officially their official Twitter account had like uh, um, they tweeted like this is why you draft a kicker because if you remember they drafted McPherson like in the fifth round or fifth sixth round, round. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, and that dude earned every penny on uh, on Saturday that's for sure oh for sure you know what's funny about McPherson I was just thinking about this is that um, remember the Green Bay game with, uh, with the Bengals and that dude couldn't buy a kick to save his life that was like his one bad game, though. Exactly. I know. It's just funny that it happened with Green Bay. But yeah. Well, that was, was when. Think about that. That was when him and Mason were just trading missed field goals. Like nobody <laughs> wanted to win that game. Oh man, I don't even want to get started on Mason. Ugh. Well, that'll be interesting to talk about next. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to uh, the Packers 49ers. Um. I was close to my prediction. I had I had predicted the Packers to win. I did not think they were going to cover. They were five and a half point favorites. Um, I knew the weather was going to be an issue. It was cold, and the second half had that blizzard. Um, honestly, like I would almost rather, as a Packer fan, have the Packers play on the road, like going to Dallas, going to just because of warm weather. Or a dome? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, Rodgers isn't Brett Favre. If you remember, like, back in the days, nobody came to Green Bay and beat the Packers in Lambeau when it was cold with Favre. And Rodgers isn't that guy. Um, and it showed. I mean, after that first drive, they were clicking on all cylinders, but then the offense came to a screeching halt. Um, and it was, like, old school, just, like, run, 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 punt football. <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean... I think Jimmy Garoppolo had like one completion with like five minutes to go in the second quarter. Like they, they I, didn't I have think, a they didn't have a first down until like two minutes to go in this in the half. Like the Packers defense came to play. Um, I think this is like the one time in the last I don't know five ten years that I can remember that it wasn't the defense's fault the Packers lost. I think I think in previous seasons Rodgers gets a lot of flack for not winning big games, but like how many times did the defense give up a touchdown? you know, with a minute to go or they lost in overtime or, you know, whatever. Not this time. I mean, the offense sputtered and to only score, well, they have 13 points. Um, we had 10 points. 10. We lost 13 to 10, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, you, that, and that was, was That was probably the most disgusting game to watch I've ever I've ever watched in a postseason. I'll take a drubbing from the Atlanta Falcons 40 to 10, uh, but just being a you know, we were the biggest favorite of the weekends and weekend game, and uh, we absolutely laid an egg. That was probably the most embarrassing uh, football performance I've seen. Defense was phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers being the MVP just completely shit the bed. He had zero touchdowns. 
He looked like he didn't trust a single soul besides Devontae and Aaron Jones. He looked like um, disinterested to me to be even to even be there. Like you watch, for instance, the Kansas City game. You get Josh Allen is like yelling at his teammates to psych him up. I didn't see nothing from Aaron Rodgers. He didn't even look like he wanted to be there. Looked like it was two degrees outside, and he did not want to be out there. Yeah, which is um, which is too bad. And we'll get into where he goes next. You know, you mentioned locking in on Devontae. Like the pinnacle of that was the last drive the Packers had. I mean, it's easier to sit back and look at it now. But like Lazard is in the middle of the field with nobody within 15 yards of him. Up, yeah. Um, and yet Rodgers just chucked it 50 yards into double coverage, basically a prayer to Devontae Adams, uh, which is weird because Rodgers spread the ball around plenty this off, or this whole season. It's not like he – I mean, Devontae certainly got his, but he wasn't afraid to, to dish it around and spread the wealth. And, yeah, he did seem to only want to throw to, to Devontae this, this year. I just feel like when the chips are down and the high-pressure moments, like – I think Rodgers just is like, I'm going to go to my best guy every single time. But, I mean, in the postseason, you can't do that. You can't just lock on one guy because they were doubling Devontae every play. Someone's the entire game. Yep. And, like you said, Lazard. I mean, I watched that play three times. Lazard is just like 30 yards down in the middle of the field, wide open, but he threw it 50 down into double coverage to Devontae for no reason. Like, yep. what are you doing, man? Yeah, what are you doing? Um so, you know, San Fran, I think it's going to be interesting, their matchup this week with the Rams. Like, San Fran, like, doesn't scare me in any way. I mean, they have really? a really they have a really good defense. Don't get me wrong. Like, Bosa is that dude. Um, Fred Warner is a monster and is earning every penny of his extension. Like, that defense is legit. But, like, offensively, like, it's – I mean, they're creative in the way that they use Debo. Um, but, like, I thought the Packers did a phenomenal job with him, and he actually scared me the most. I mean, if if San Fran I felt gets... I like Debo was the best wide receiver in that game, man. I just think the Packers did a great job. I mean, their offense didn't score a touchdown. I mean, I agree. I just think impact the impact on the game Debo had throughout the, Even special teams, though. But, I mean, the impact that Debo had... I think he was probably the better of the two of him and Devontae in that game. Devontae had a nice had, had a nice couple of grabs, but I think Debo, just the impact, I mean, he made a couple of clutch first downs. Like, he had that first down to seal it. That last I drive, mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, their offense didn't have a first, we just talked about it, their offense didn't have a first down most of the first half. I mean, I thought yeah. the, the, the Packers defense came to play. Um, you know, you're going to have two teams that are familiar with each other. We'll we'll make our predictions later, but I I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't feel great being a San Fran fan going really? into this weekend. So let's turn our sights to the Packers offseason. There's going to be plenty of time to sit and wait and think about Rodgers. Um, it it reminds me, is this not like the Green Bay Packers of 2000 and whatever year it was, six, when we had to sit through Favre coming or going? <laughs> Is he coming? Is he not? Um, I've been saying on this podcast, I, I'm of the opinion that the Packers front office is probably ready to move on. What's interesting is Lafleur had his exit meeting with Rodgers and apparently made his case to have Rodgers return. I do wonder 
where the front office is on that because I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer come July when training camp kicks off? You know, I've been off of Aaron Rodgers for about two years now, and I'm ready for him to be done and just turn the page. And to me, he just doesn't feel like a quarterback that is very clutch in the playoffs and gets it done in the NFC Championship game. His records are horrible. But reading the comments from Matt LaFleur and all that and Rodgers, like Rodgers came out immediately after the game and said, yeah, I'm not going through a rebuild. And then Matt LaFleur said, yeah, we want him back. We're not going through a rebuild. And it sounds like they got a plan to move money around and get underneath that $45 million they're, out, they're over the cap on already. Um, so I feel like Rodgers is back for one more year. But I could even see them extending him and then pushing some of his money out so they get underneath the cap. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Rodgers is back. I just don't know if you can keep Love and Rodgers for another year because this is getting insane now. If, and and one more thing is, if you were Rodgers and Lafleur and you know Russ Ball and Mark Murphy and, and Goody, you got to make sure you get this thing buttoned up before March. Like, are you coming back? Or are you not? Because you can't go through six more months of what you did last off season of every single day ESPN showing Rodgers face like is he going to Denver is he going to uh, Las Vegas is he going to Pittsburgh you can't go through it every single day no if you're going to move on for from Rodgers what you need to do is you need to get a list of teams that he'd be willing to go to he doesn't now don't get me wrong he does not have a no trade clause so the Packers can send him wherever they want the problem is Rodgers would probably just retire, which, okay, that's fine. Then the Packers don't owe any money, and he just kind of goes off into the sunset, and that's fine. But if you're going to trade him, you got to kind of get his blessing so that you, he's at least going to play and the other team has the assurances. That needs to happen prior to March because you need the draft capital this year. You can't trade him June 1st for future drafts. That's not going to work. I also agree with you that if – the plan is to have Rodgers come back. You need to find a, a new home for Jordan Love. And whether you get a fourth round, a fifth round, whatever you can get for him, sucks that you wasted a first-round pick, but those two cannot coexist. It's like, I would agree. And then you probably, as much as Rodgers would probably bitch and complain, you probably draft somebody this year that you like. Maybe you get somebody in the second or third round. Because I don't think, I don't think Rodgers wants to play much longer regardless of where he goes. I don't get like, he 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 used to say like oh I want to I want to match Brady, I want to play till I'm, you know, 43, 44, 45. I don't I get the sense that his priorities are changing. Um he's getting married. I think he's got an he's got two agents, one for football and one for other things like film and commercials. I think he would want to do the Jeopardy job. I think he would like to do something in acting uh, I just think he would be fine moving on from football I don't get like Brady's a competitor I don't I don't know I don't know Aaron but I don't get the same sense that he's like that committed to the process to go out and win a, a Super Bowl at least not maybe not in Green Bay I, I would agree there I he just not he doesn't have the competitive fire like Brady does like Brady's up grinding every single morning doing band work at 6 a.m. you know drinking eating avocado ice cream like Rodgers is kind of he he sees more aloof and uh, he's the he, cool I mean, he guy. He can right? ball, but I mean, yeah, he's the cool guy. But he just he can ball, but he he just doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't have that like 
next tier that you need to get to to be like that competitive on that level when the chips are down, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I think if the Packers move on, I would love him to go to Philly because I want all three of their first-round draft picks this year. That's just um, being greedy right there. He's going he's gonna to get three, maybe four first-rounders if he is traded. Um, why not get them all in one year? That's my philosophy. <laughs> um, I guess. I think I've, I mean, uh, Denver's want all three first-round picks in one year. I'd rather have two and two. Like you want, like I mean, you need to it's, have leadership. So on your team, you can have just a bunch of like twenty-one-year-olds. Because look at Cleveland; they had a bunch of twenty-one-year-olds and they still went like three and thirteen for like three years until yep. they finally blossomed. Um, it, it, it's still Philly, then, right? If if you do two and two or two one and one, whatever it is, um, because the other teams that have multiple first rounders this year are the like Giants Miami, and the though. Jets. Maybe Miami. Um, I wonder if Rodgers would want to go to South Florida. It'd be warm at least. Um, Denver seems to be pushing all of their chips in. I mean, they interviewed Hackett and what's the quarterback's coach name? Uh, yeah, they interviewed both those guys. <laughs> I think they would probably offer them a package, right? Hey, Hackett, you can be the head coach. Bring in. Um, Just bring take in all of them. Just be Luke Getze, Hackett, yep. Rodgers. Adams, you all can go. Yes. Um, that'd be an interesting <laughs> play, right? But, yo, we're, we're going to need five first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think Denver would pay it. I think Denver's a quarterback away. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I like what they've done. I like how they've built their roster. They've locked down all of their wide receivers. They got all three of them signed for multiple years. Um, the their defense is Denver, legit. Though, is you're staring down the barrel at a decade plus of Herbert and Mahomes. And then what if Russ goes to Vegas? So if you're Rodgers, you want to stare on that barrel when you can barely get out the NFC Championship game against Jimmy G? Could you imagine that conference? Would That that, that would have to be the greatest division oh, yeah, quarterbacks sure. ever. Could you imagine if you went to Denver and it didn't go right and they went like 8-7 and seven or um, what, 9-8 and eight or whatever it is, and he's like third and he's getting blasted in the media. Can you imagine? He'd just be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to retire. This is not worth it. Yeah, not the Packers problem at that point. Right. Um, yeah, that would be just an amazing division of Because, you know, Mahomes ain't going to lose more than four or five games, and Herbert's on his, on his coming up. So, I mean, they got cash to spend. They got, like, what, $60 million in cash to spend this offseason? They have a lot of money. I mean, good luck. Yeah, Interesting, right? That is a very tough division. I do wonder, we'll get to the Chiefs in a minute, but I do wonder how long they're going to be able to run with just how much they're going to have to start paying guys and how much they are paying people. Um, back to the Packers, though. If they do move on from Rodgers, that wide receiver room is going to get empty in a hurry. So if Rodgers is gone, Devontae ain't coming back. And honestly, I don't think the Packers should re-sign Devontae if Rodgers isn't here. I don't think – I wouldn't want to pay a guy $25, $26 million a year to have Jordan Love tossing him the football. Just my opinion. I think it's going to be – that would be a waste of money. Um, and I don't think Devontae would want to be here. Not only is Devontae probably out the door, um, I believe Lazard is a – Lazard. Oh, wow. MVS, L- Lazard and MVS are everybody. both, but one of them's restricted. 
and I can't remember uh, if it's MVS probably, or I think it's Lazard. Lazard probably because he was undrafted. So, um, so he doesn't really have a choice because if they tender him, um, nobody's going to pick up his tender. So, yeah. so he'll be stuck in Green Bay, but MVS could choose to go elsewhere. Now, maybe MVS decides to stay because he'll get a, a, an increased role. But if Rodgers leaves and Devontae is right behind him, does that become the biggest need on this Packers team? Wide receiver? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Because if you know if Rodgers leaves, that means Love's QB1. And then you need to have something to surround him with. You can't just throw him out there with you know MVS as your wide receiver one and hope to succeed. You're asking you're gonna set this kid up to fail immediately. Yeah, and so the Packers to... have they've proven that offensive line depth is not a problem. Whoever their offensive line coach is deserves a raise because they were <laughs> playing with second and third stringers most of the year, and they held up really well. I mean, Rogers... Josh Nyman, MVP of that offensive line, I'd say. Well, and last year was Elton Jenkins, right? I mean, yeah. he played everywhere last year. He had, he was hurt this year. But you figure Bakhtiari is going to be back next year after he is able to finally heal. That What, what a long ACL recovery that's been. What a disaster. Yep. Um, but on the defensive side, they're going to have to pay Rasul Douglas, and they're going to have to pay De- um, Campbell if they want him back. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna pay both. It sounds like they want both of them back. Rasul Douglas wants to stay here, so I feel like he's definitely back. We'll see about Campbell. But if you don't get Campbell, um, you still got Chris Barnes, who's a nice player. Yeah. Um, but I think you just need like one more uh, middle linebacker to go with Barnes. Then if it's not Campbell, um, I do think Zadarius is probably gone. Uh, I'm probably you could probably get something in the, in the trade market for him. And I would. Rashawn Gary's developed now, and he's yep. kind of taking that spot. And I would cut Preston Smith. Not because I think Preston Smith's a bad player. He just, it's like $10 million in savings. And yeah. I don't think he's worth the 15 to $20 million that he's due next year. I mean, he's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. Someone will pick him up in a heartbeat. I just don't think the Packers are a good fit for what he's, and with how much money they need to shed. Yeah. Um, he's probably a cap casualty. Yep, exactly. So they'll have an interesting offseason. Um, the good news is I was talking to someone today, and they're like, oh, I don't want to go through this. I think you're. I don't think it's going to be as drawn out as last year. I think I think if Rodgers is going to get traded, it's going to happen in the next eight weeks. Um, and if he's not, and he's going to play those games, I think the Packers will be happy just to let him retire then. Fine, don't come back, and we'll save your $45 million cap hit this year. And that would be disastrous, dude. Yeah, you don't get anything for him, but then he's you don't also get not, anything more. But then he's not yeah. beating you. If you sit on the AFC, I mean, chances are, I mean, he's gonna, is he going to make the Super Bowl? Probably not. <laughs> are the Packers going to make the Super Bowl? Probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what does it matter? I mean, yeah. I go Miami, I go Pittsburgh, I go Denver, uh, Las Vegas, any of those teams, I'd, I'd be comfortable sending Aaron Rodgers to. I would even be comfortable sending it, like, just anywhere outside the division. Like, just don't do Brett Favre to me, where he went to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I mean, he goes you're going to have the Rodgers loyalists uh, when this thing comes down the line here. You're going to look like there's Brett Favre loyalists. You're going to have the Rodgers loyalists that are going to be, you know, sticking to their guns, going to be fans of Aaron Rodgers and ditch the Packers for a while and all that. So it'll you be know, interesting for sure. What's interesting about Rodgers, though, is like Favre was beloved, right? He was like yeah. that goofy dude on the sideline who everybody wanted to have a beer with and he was, you know, party. And yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he was the old gunslinger, you know? 
name a more polarizing figure right now than Aaron Rodgers. Like people like either love him or hate him because of the COVID stuff. stuff yep, yeah, the, the the vaccine stuff. You got the it's just interesting, right? He's he's either loved or hated. So I do wonder how many Rodgers loyalists are out there. Um because I, I don't think it'll be quite the same amount of love that Brett Favre got even after he was traded. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, once you don't have Rodgers, you know, having you know, 35 touchdowns, four interception seasons for you, and you get Jordan Love, who's probably more a pedestrian quarterback but can probably get the job done, I think. He's not going to be MVP or throwing up those gaudy numbers. But, I mean, you go through like a month of Jordan Love starting and you're going to have people oh, yeah. um, going back on the Rodgers loyalist bandwagon there. Well, and all, for all the Packer fans, let's not forget Rodgers' first couple of seasons. He was not exactly. the Rodgers we know today, and he went six and ten his first season starting. So next year is next year is going to be Jordan Love's rookie season, even though it's going to be his third year in the league. It's going to be his rookie season next year. So, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, well that'll be fun to watch. The Packers have a ton of work to do this off season, and it starts with Aaron, but it goes all through that defense because you know we talked about Douglas and Campbell. Those are big pieces to that defense. The good news is they should be healthier next year. You get Jair back. I mean, they have pieces. They should still be competitive. Mike and I talked about this this past weekend. Brian, if Rodgers is gone, who's the favorite to win the NFC North? Um, Is it still Green Bay? Because everyone's so bad, it's probably Green Bay. But it's probably like you only wanted like call like probably like five, six years ago when they were like eight and eight. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it's looking like. It's not gonna be like a twelve win Green Bay. It's gonna be like a nine win team. <laughs> I think if I think if Rogers is gone, I think the Vikings are the team to beat. Yeah, I don't know if they retain Kirk. He's not going anywhere for another year. He's got I know he's got fully guaranteed, but it's I mean, they got a new GM, they got a new coach. I it, I wouldn't put it past them to move on from Kirk and just do like a kind of a quarterback carousel and move pieces around and and get another type of quarterback other than Kirk. I think they do what the 49ers did last year. They go out and get their guy, whoever it might be at the end of the first or middle of the first, maybe trade up a few spots to get somebody, and then they have that person sit behind Kirk for a year, similar to what Trey Lance is doing to Garoppolo. Because this quarterback class is so like down, you want to trade up to get a maybe mediocre quarterback, like a Corral or a Pickett? Maybe. I mean, or you just, that's or a you pretty just, bold move for a first-year GM. You know what I mean? Well, if they get rid of Kirk, they got to do the same thing. Either way, you're yeah. drafting a quarterback this year. I'd yeah. rather have a mediocre quarterback with a chance for you to mold him into something than trial by fire. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, look I don't, at San Fran, though, now. Like, they traded up. They traded all their future for Trey Lance. I mean, I think Trey Lance is going to be a star. But you got Jimmy, who might be in the second Super Bowl with your team, and you're showing what cut him. That's crazy. That's bold. It's, John Lynch is bold. It's 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 honestly no different if the Packers had won the Super Bowl this year. I think the Packers still would likely have moved on from Rodgers. Uh, I don't know about that. I think if Rod, well, my take on that is, I think if he won the Super Bowl, he'd just retire. He'd be like, all right, I'm done. I won my, I won my Super Bowl. I'm on top. I'm going out. He could be like way. Jordan. That's what he loves comparing himself to Michael Jordan. Yeah. He could just go out on top. Exactly. But I think, you know, if either he would have retired or I think we would have extended him 
But I don't think we would have won the Super Bowl and then just be like, yeah, okay, you can leave now. I don't know about that. I Unfortunately, when it comes to draft day, especially like what you mentioned with the 49ers did for Trey Lance, you set things in motion that cannot be undone. Um, and, and I think if you're John Lynch, I mean, like if the 49ers are going to beat the Rams this next weekend, it's probably going to be a game similar to their Week 18 matchup. Where, don't get me wrong, Garoppolo made some plays. He for sure did. But he's 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 like a Tannehill type. Where, like, the 49ers are at their best when he just turns around and gives the ball to somebody. Um, I think they're going to move on from Jimmy G, even if they end up winning at all. I think Lance is the future, and he's got he's the opposite of Rodgers, where he has, like, no dead cap. His salary is all just yeah, he's got, like, base salary. Yeah, but I don't think you can get anything for him. You probably just have to cut him because I don't think anyone's giving you like a second or a first for Jimmy. Yeah, the only thing that's helping the 49ers right now is Jimmy's creating a market for himself. Like if you think of like, he I think he didn't he just reference like he was like the kid the group project they got A but didn't do anything. Like he knows he just is like riding that defense and Debo. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean you can't say that like you know like. You're not great, so. But I just wonder: is there a team out there, like Carolina, like the Giants, like, like a no, team that's in a in a desperate need but would not want him to reach free agency? Because if he becomes a free agent, he gets to kind of pick where he goes up. I mean, he could be a good fit, like in New Orleans. He could be a good fit. So if you're a team like Carolina, where you're not a destination team, would you be willing to give up a third? Mm. There's so many quarterbacks available. You got uh, either trade market or draft. Like you got Pickett, Corral. Uh, you got ro- potentially Rodgers, Russ, potentially Watson if he doesn't, you know, or if he does get off those charges. Like you got like, you know, five six quarterbacks on the market that you could trade for other than Jimmy G. So if you're gonna like go after Jimmy G, you better be right. Yeah. But also, if you go after him for a year, doesn't work out, you're not tied to him. He doesn't have three more years on his deal like, like a Carson Wentz or a Jared Goff. You know, those teams that, I mean, the Lions did it more for, I think, the draft picks. But, you know, like, Indy's stuck with Carson Wentz now, at least for another season. I mean, Carson, I mean, he's a, he's a joke, but, I mean, he wasn't that bad. I mean, Goff is that bad. Carson is at least serviceable. I mean, seventy percent of quarterbacks in the NFL are bad. So I I do wonder what happened with Goff because like Goff was good his first couple Goff, seasons. Oh, I I think I heard you talking about this on your pod with Mike, and uh, I just heard like when McVay had Goff every like broadcast, like they kept referencing like for every like like every second that he could be on the mic with Goff in the helmet, McVay was on the mic telling him how to read defense. Like the mm. man couldn't couldn't do anything at the line of scrimmage by himself for the most part, and his arm isn't the best. I mean, he's got a decent arm, but it ain't the strongest. So I mean, McVay I think made made Goff because when Goff had Jeff Fisher, Goff was like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and then McVay came and it all turned around. What's interesting about that though is then why give him the money? because well, quarterbacks have the most leverage in the game. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to turn to I, uh, Drew Stanton, like, for 17 games? No. I hear it's you. It's either pay your starter or 
and they don't have any draft picks because they traded them all for Goff. That's my argument on why Baker is going to get paid in Cleveland. Exactly, I think so do too. You, do you want to go back to constantly drafting some guy, giving him two or three years, it doesn't work out, and you start the whole thing over again? I mean, look at the Jets. God, they've been doing that for a decade now. It's like it's NFL purgatory, searching for your next quarterback. <laughs> right. All right, well, let's move to that Rams game. What a wild game. Um, it was kind of a boring game until like the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter. I, so, um, full disclosure, Sunday, uh, not only was I bitter after the Packers game, uh, you and I were talking before this, my son was sick, so um, I wasn't going to fight him for the remote too much, so I was kind of just following along online, checking in, as we were watching Disney Plus for six hours while he was nursing a, a tummy bug. But... Um, like I checked in, and it was like twenty-one to nothing. I'm like, oh my god! And I'm following on Twitter. People are saying the Bucks looked disinterested. They didn't really want to be there. And then I saw, was it? Did it get as high as twenty-seven-three? Did it get that high? It was twenty-seven-three because the twenty-eight-to-three jokes came yes, out. Yes, that's I what like, I saw. I could do it. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, like I checked back, like I wasn't paying that close attention. Like thirty minutes later, it's like twenty-seven to thirteen. Next thing you know, it's twenty-seven twenty. Now it's 27-20, and they have the ball on, like, the eight-yard line. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, he's going to do it again. He's going to freaking do it again. And he did. Unfortunately, Cooper Cup, who – Cooper won. was lost in the game, and then he won in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, which it, – it reminded me of the play. So what – what happened to the Buccaneers reminded me what happened to the Packers last year when they played the Buccaneers. Do you remember right before halftime? With Scotty Miller? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Kevin King gets beat deep. They score a touchdown, like just completely take the wins out of it. Like if you're the Buccaneers defense, how do you let Cooper Cup get behind you with no time left? He's the one guy you have to cover. And the thing is, I think they sacked Stafford that played before, and they were smelling blood. And I think Todd Bowles ran, like, basically cover zero. They went cover um, zero. And, yeah, and then Stafford was like, all right, I'll take 50 yards. And <laughs> you, had a, right. you, had a, you had a safety on Cup with their, yeah. where Cup was lined up. And then he bit and mm-hmm. popped up and, like, oh, there goes Cooper Cup. See you later. Yeah. And, man, I mean, Cooper Cup is – Cooper Cup, I think, made three, two or three catches on that drive alone. And, like, one, he, like, broke some guy's ankles on an out route, which was embarrassing for that DB because he, like, completely fell down. And then he got that 50-yard bomb from Stafford, and that was the game. But, man, uh, Tom Brady in that game looked pretty old in that first half. And in the second half, he came to life. Yeah, well, that's Brady. He's a competitor. And even though they were – you know, down 24, he put his team with a chance to win it. Um, so let's go there. Where do you where do you think Brady goes from here? Is he back or is he done? Honestly, I think he's done, dude. I, I mean, he's earned retiring. it. If if he's ready to retire, he's earned it. I mean, I saw a quote from him saying, I think it was yesterday. He said, like, you don't know what's coming next in life. Look at Kobe Bryant. It's like, wow, like that's well, that hit home there because you know. He wants to spend yeah. time with his kids. He's he's done everything you can do in the game. He's got the most rings. Like, I think he's kind of realizing, like, yeah, I'm gonna go spend time with with Giselle and the kids and just kind of live my life. Yeah, I mean, what I, else? What else is worth it? I saw a similar quote. It might have been in the same interview where he just said, um, you know, 
Giselle doesn't like watching me play. She cringes every time I get hit. And, you know, I want to be a better father and around more. And, yeah, he's 45, 44. I don't He's old as hell, <laughs> at least in terms yeah. of in terms of uh, NFL players. I mean, he's been playing forever. I was listening to a podcast with Peter Schrager, and he was telling a story about how, like, a bunch of the NFL guys, like, had some wedding that they had to go to in some luxury resort. And he was talking with Cliff Kingsbury on his podcast, and Cliff was like, yeah, we all went out, got super drunk, you know, I'm hungover the next day, and Tom's out there doing band work at 6 a.m. on vacation for a wedding. Like, that level of commitment is, is there. Yeah. You know, that's a daily grind all day, every day, you know, 365. At some point, I mean, something's got to give. So, I mean, I could definitely well, see him retire. I say at this point, before the game, I thought it was like a 20% chance, and now I think it's like 50-50. Definitely. I mean, it's hard, too. Like, you, you just go through the NFL seasons, even though it's so short – and, like, it's hard to believe it's already almost over. For these guys, it is long. I mean, they've been doing this since the end of July. Your body just gets broken down, even at the quarterback position. You're just getting hit all the time. And then, just like, you just lose. It's kind of heartbreaking. I think at some point to think of, like, starting over and going back to training camp is just got to be, even for someone like Brady, it's got to be demoralizing. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably the same with Rodgers, right? He's almost 40. And yeah. to think of a whole nother training camp. But I think Rodgers got stuff to prove yet. Uh, Brady, I think Brady's a different mindset. Well, I think for Rodgers, I think he would love to get that second Super Bowl just exactly. to do one better than Favre, yeah. whether that's in Green Bay or not. Um, yeah. Man, where does Tampa go if Brady's gone, though? That's If now Brady leaves... Or if Brady retires, you know what, I think Gronk goes too. I think they're boys. I think they go in together, they go out together, you know what I mean? I did see a quote that Gronk said he'd be open to coming back. Uh, is that with Tom? I don't know. He said, he, said, he said if Tom retires, I would still be open to coming back. Wow. The thing is, if you have like a rookie quarterback, cause, or you know, maybe they're a destination now for someone to come back, um, oh, Bruce Bruce said he's fine with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask. <laughs> like Brady go. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, I got a feeling Bruce will be looking for a new job then in a couple exactly. of years. Exactly. <laughs> um, Bruce will be Sean Payton and just dip. You know, do, would you want to bring another bring year James older Gronk? Bring famous Jameis back. Why not? <laughs> um, I mean, and they have Cameron Brait, and they have um, – O.J. Howard. Howard. So it's not like that room's empty. Um, they have a tough decision on what to do with Godwin. Coming off a of franchise tag year, he tore his ACL. I mean, if, if I think Brady's gone. On Brady. Like, if, it, if Brady's gone, do you want to bring 20 mil back for Godwin, who may or may not even play all next year? You know what I mean? So I think you, you roll Mike Evans. You got Scotty Miller, who can give you something. Hopefully Tyler Johnson can develop a little bit more this offseason and maybe like take a mid-round flyer on a guy in the draft. Yeah. Just think about all the playoff teams that we just rolled through that have quarterback questions. That's that's like unheard of. Yeah, it's all the NFC, honestly. <laughs> yeah, the AFC is pretty well set. AFC um, stacked. Yeah. It's just interesting. And then if Brady's gone. Is the NFC South the worst division in football? 
Yes. You got you got Matt Ryan, who may or may not be back. Um, And if he is back, that's not great for Atlanta. If he's gone, that's not great for Atlanta either. They're going to be bad again. Um, Atlanta could physically win that division if Tom's gone, and that's how bad that division is. Yeah, I mean, we can – yeah, because in New Orleans, they're $74 million over the cap again. Sean Payton just retired. He's gone. I think he saw the writing on the wall. And they don't even have a quarterback yet. Unless, oh, unless, you, unless, you, Hill, unless you believe about? Taysom Hill is really going to be the quarterback. <laughs> I think Sean I, Payton saw that and was like, yeah, this ain't going to work for me. I'm, I'm, it's not worth it. I'll go work with Drew at NBC or something. I saw some, someone on Twitter who said, for what they're doing with Taysom Hill, just make him the general manager slash coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep giving him new titles. Keep yeah. Um, right? So, I mean, if it's Taysom Hill, oof, plus they're going to have to – like they have really good pieces on defense. I got a feeling that defense is going to get picked apart just from cap casualties. They were They're, last year to this year. I mean, and they, they still had good players. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to blank on the name of that safety they have. Who's really good? He's on a franchise tag this year. He won't be back. For who? Um, uh, Saints. Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins. No. Uh, Marcus. Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. Thank you. Um, yeah. What do they do with um, Mike Thomas? You know my thoughts on Slam Boy. Yeah, we talked about him several weeks ago when we went through that division. He hasn't played a whole lot the last two years due to injury, and for what he's set to earn, I mean, the Saints yeah. have problems. Um, oh, they've yeah. they they ran up their credit card. And now it's time to pay the piper. Um, I think they, uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be looking around. You know that uh, that meme of um, Will Smith when he's been Bel Air. Uh, yeah, he's sitting, sitting, he's sitting in the room by himself. Just, yeah, he's sitting in the room by himself. And that's going to be Alvin Kamara. He's like, whoa, wait, where'd everybody go? I know. So they're, they're, Tampa, if they don't have Brady, uh, who knows where that team goes. Um, the good news is, at least defensively, the guys they needed to pay, they've paid, right? Um, so that should be okay. But offensively, you can't just replace 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Um and then who's the other team? Carolina. Couldn't even remember them. They're That's a dumpster fire. They they need Dude, Matt, I saw Matt Rules trying to leave too. Which is funny, isn't it? Because like three weeks ago wasn't he on the hot seat to get fired? And then they're like, No, you know, you're safe and now he's going, eh, yeah. Yeah. Can I you saw do that me a solid? I thought he's Michigan, he'd go to Michigan. That's the report I saw, which is super interesting because I think he kinda understands that NFL's not for him. Yeah. Well, it's a lot harder to draft and develop than it is to recruit. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, especially um, when you're re- uh, recruiting at Baylor and not mm-hmm. the hotbed of Texas. So yeah, exactly. We'll see, right? So, I mean, that could be that could be the new AFC South, I mean, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Or the new yeah, NFC that, East. I mean, that, that division. Yeah, at least so, the NFC East had, like, storylines. They had, like, star players. I see, like, literally a wasteland in the NFC South. If Tom leaves, yeah, like you got like Devin White is probably the best player in that whole division. Maybe Kyle Pitts if he develops, but like, yikes. So think about the NFC then for what we just talked about. You you expect the NFC West to be good for a few years to come, right? Um, yeah. I mean Arizona, even with their collapse, that's still probably a five hundred or better team. San Fran is poised to be good for a few years. It might be interesting to see what they do at the quarterback position, but they have a good roster. Seattle, who knows? Oh, um, I don't like Seattle. I'm off Seattle right now, man. Yeah, um, but still, those San Fran and, and Arizona, they could 
and and you got LA who could be playing for a Super Bowl here. Um, so that division's stacked. The NFC East, I think the Cowboys will still be a 10 or 11 win team. The Eagles will be interesting to see. I think they're they're poised depending on what they do with Hurts, but they got draft capital and they should be better. Outside of that, like the rest of the NFC kind of stinks. I mean, if Rodgers is gone, the NFC North's going to be bad. If Brady's gone, the NFC South's going to be bad. I mean, like the NFC is just like poised to be taken over by somebody. Yeah, who is that somebody? Who do you think is the next one? The Rams. The Rams. Yeah, I think Stafford, Stafford and the Rams got it for a while. I mean, Kyler is is all right, but I think. 18 weeks is too much for him. Like, once he gets to, like, week 10 through 12, it starts wearing on him. His style's tough. Um, Yeah. I think you mentioned this in maybe a text message. Like, teams just figure out Cliff Kingsbury. Everywhere he's gone, it's been weird to watch him lose five straight to finish the season every year. Um, And the thing with Kingsbury, too, is they brought in some pieces, some older pieces, to try and mold a roster together, you know, your J.J. Watts, A.J. Greens, um, like, that's going to start to take a toll, too. Do they have enough younger, excuse me, younger talent to fill in that roster? I don't know. But I just think of that in the context of, you know, if Rodgers decides to come back, like, it could just be, like, the Packers and the Rams running off with the 1-2 and seed next year. Oh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Because, I mean, NFC looks pretty bleak with quarterback play. Maybe Justin Fields develops. Maybe Kirk Cousins can catch lightning in a bottle and get, like, 11 wins. Maybe the Cowboys can figure it out. Maybe the Cowboys can figure something out. But uh, the AFC on the flip side, you got, you know, Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. Uh, Derek Carr. We'll see what happens with Trevor Lawrence, but he's number one pick. Um, If Rodgers was traded to Miami or wherever – Looking at Rodgers in the AFC too, like you're just stacked out there. If I'm Rodgers and I really think about it, maybe I just go like I want to stay in the NFC. Like if you're gonna trade me, send me send me somewhere in the NFC. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Okay, and then our last game, the wildest game. Best game of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo and Kansas City did not disappoint. Um. I saw I that. Say that's a Super Bowl for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, I saw someone say like, if the NFL could choose to have just the playoffs end and have Kansas City and Buffalo play like ten times in a row, they would just do that. Yeah. Um, that game had everything you could ever want: lead changes, high scoring. Um, I saw a ridiculous stat: like the two quarterbacks combined threw for like well over three hundred yards in the last two minutes of the game alone. Patrick Mahomes threw for 180 yards in the last two minutes of the game. What's wild about it? That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just... We've seen Patrick Mahomes do, like, wild things. Like, arm angles were, like, wasn't really talked about until he came to the league. Um, He had that wild, like, 28-point comeback against Deshaun Watson a couple years ago. Yeah. And now, like, he just had that 13-second... that will go down in history of come back to force it overtime. Like, what do you say about this guy at this point? Like, he's just phenomenal. I mean, he might be worth every penny of half a billion dollars. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. And it's, you know, he's interesting. And, you know, if you listen to the podcast, I gave him a lot of shit because he's my fantasy quarterback. And he had like a five-week stretch where he just wasn't himself for whatever reason. Um, But, man, he is now. He has been the last couple weeks. And uh, that team is just poised to score. I mean, Tyreek Hill is incredibly gifted and fast and Kelsey is if you had to pick who the best tight end in the league is is it him or is it Kittle it's Kelsey yeah I I I mean to be honest I don't care much about blocking from my tight end I can just put him in you know in line and just you know run ins outs deep posts with my tight end I'd rather have a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end and I think Kittle is more of a blocking tight end than a receiver don't get me wrong, they're both phenomenal, but I would take Kelsey in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. And, I mean, his ability to score, they use Kelsey in, like, the wildcat when it comes down to the goal line, which is just kind of interesting and unique. Um, man, that game was wild. I, I feel for Buffalo fans because that's twice now they've lost in Kansas City. I mean, they're like the Packers to the 49ers, right? Um and Buffalo's got one more year before they really got to start paying Allen. <clears throat> so watch Buffalo's a team to watch this offseason. I think they push every chip to the middle and try and win it in 2023 because it's going to get a lot or yeah, 2022, excuse me. It's going to be a lot harder after that because once Josh Allen starts making 40, 45 million dollars a year, it gets a lot oh. tougher to fill out that roster. Their pick is like I think it's like 29th because of the, the way it shakes out now with the draft order and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you move that 29th pick for a running back? Name CMC. No, what I would do if if you're dead set on getting a running back, because you can't have Josh Allen take those hits every time. I mean, phenomenal, but at some some points. Yeah, like, you, you can't point. have you can't have a guy like Josh Allen running for 700 yards a game or 700 yards a, a, a season. I mean, yeah. it's nice that you can do that every once in a while, but look at Cam Newton. Look at... Um, I was going to say, I think Cam Newton is who he is. Cam Newton thought he was Josh Allen in the beginning. Like, that's who he thought well, he and was. And Cam Newton was. The problem is you can't get hit like that. It, it's just it's not feasible. Even And, you know, people thought, well, Cam's bigger. He's 250 pounds. He can handle it. Yeah. And you can't. And you can for a couple of years. Yeah. But it's like we, we talked about with Henry, with running backs. Those hits add up, and your legs mm-hmm. and your body just has a shelf life. And did you see, I think in the fourth quarter when Josh Allen was running, uh, I think he did like a QB draw or something like that, and he just trucked Tarverius Ward, like <laughs> trucked him and knocked him out cold. Like yeah, they need I a mean, TV timeout for injury because he just destroyed this man. Like your well, quarterback should not be doing, doing no. that. Well, and now he it was like the week before he like juked a DB out of his shoes, and I think the DB was, you know, thinking the same thing like, oh god, like I don't want to get run over. But then you're thinking about that. Next thing you know, you got Josh Allen going around you. Yeah, he's he's so much fun to watch, and it's going to be kind of tough to watch him change his style of play. But I just you can't run for seven eight hundred yards a year and take those hits. Yeah. Um, Plus, like, something bad happens while you're running a draw. Now you just lost your franchise quarterback. Exactly. I, I think um, you're right. I think Cam and Josh had, had some similarities in their running style 
But I think Josh will be more successful through the duration of his career because he is so accurate. He's Whereas a better. Cam was never even close to being as accurate as Josh Allen is. Well, think about that too. Do you remember like two just two years ago? Josh Allen's big knock was that he was not accurate. Exactly. He had a phenomenal offseason. I forget the name of the trainer he started working with, but they worked on his lower body. It was all his legs. And once they got that squared away, I mean, he the the good thing is for the Bills, Josh Allen can become a pocket passer if he had mm-hmm. to be. He can figure it out. Um where I don't think Cam could. Cam needed his legs to create at least keep defenses off balance so that the play action and those types of things would work. Allen could figure that out. But you're right. If you're not going to have Allen run the ball for six, 700 yards, someone's got to do it. Exactly. I don't know if Singletary had a nice game from the from what I saw, but I think you need to I don't think they gave the position. ball in the fourth quarter. Like it was Josh Allen either QB sweep or Josh Allen drop back and throw a 75-yard bomb. Or like. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it worked, right? I mean, they had the lead with 13 seconds. Um, yeah. A lot of people dissecting the last 13 seconds. The funniest thing I saw on Twitter was the Chiefs had a entire game-winning drive in less time than the Cowboys' last play. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's uh, a slap in the face right there. Yeah. Um, but could you imagine Josh Allen with like a three-down back, like a CMC? Like you give him, you know, you give him a uh, running back that can actually catch passes out the backfield. He'd be so more like more dynamic than he already is right now. I have no problem with the Bills chasing a guy like CMC. I yeah. do not think CMC is that guy. McCaffrey, mm-hmm. his 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 salary is too high. I don't. But they got cap. Yeah, but to take on sixteen million dollars a year in cap for a guy that's played eight games the last two seasons. That's because I think Carolina just destroyed him, like just ran him into the ground. Right, carries ten catches a game. Like he can't do that anymore. Right. So, but Kenny, is he what he used to be? We haven't seen enough of him. So, is it worth sixteen million? What I would do if I was Buffalo, if you're dead set on getting a running back, yeah, I I would trade out of the first round. Don't don't pick at twenty nine. Pick at round two. Pick number three, number four. Get get a few extra draft picks and pick somebody there. Um, I wouldn't waste a first round pick, like. Like, I wouldn't do what the Steelers did with Najee Harris, although Najee Harris is a good back. Um, But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do what Jacksonville did with Etienne. I I, I would just wait and try and get somebody. Unfortunately, running backs can kind of be a dime a dozen. I mean, sure, there's a few special guys, but, I mean, look at Jonathan Taylor. He was a mid-second-round pick. Um, Aaron Jones was a fourth-round pick. Um, Wait a little bit in the draft. Go get somebody. And if you, if it doesn't work, it's not like you can't be successful without a running back. You can figure it out. Yeah, he he showed that he can definitely just drop back fifty times a game, run ten more times. I mean, they can be successful without a running back for sure. I would love to see them compliment Diggs. Like really, you don't like Gabriel Davis, dude. He had a phenomenal game. What do you, what do you have? Right. He catches so for what, four touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, what, what but, but compliment he, do you want? I think but, Dawson Knox is a. Dawson Knox is a good tight end. Um, what I so I will admit that I was late to the Gabriel Davis train. Um, yeah. He seemed to have come on really late in the year. I don't remember hearing his name much at all during the regular season. Um, he was serviceable for them last year, and then they picked up Emmanuel Sanders, and then he kind of got lost in the shuffle again this year. 
Yeah. Even if they go get a slot guy to replace Cole Beasley, because I don't think Beasley will be back. He's another polarizing figure with all the COVID stuff. Um, I, I would just give as many weapons to Josh Allen as possible for the next season. Um, and then maybe shore up that defense a little bit. But they're going to be an AFC contender again next year. That's no doubt. I mean, I think they have the number one defense this year. And then they lost Trey White, but they'll get him back next year. Um, I think New England had a slightly better defense, but yeah. <sighs> Crazy. that, Like you said, that division or that conference, that whole side is just stacked with talent, young talent. The Chiefs take a step back until Tyreek Hill loses like two tenths off his 40. The problem is like Kelsey's going to start getting paid because like even though he signed his extension, I think last year, um, it didn't kick in. How so old is Kelsey? That, Isn't Kelsey like 30 though? Like he's right around there? He's 32. Yeah, I mean, he's going to start declining soon. Like maybe like one more year of his prime and then. Yeah, he's so next year. Well, I think still... once. It's like Tyreek Hill is so dynamic, he just takes the top off the defense and like you have to defend, you know, 80 yards of grass every play. Like once he, you know, doesn't run a 4 2 and runs like a 4 4, I think it, you might see Kansas City take a step back unless they figure out something to do. Like, because Tyreek Hill, I mean, he, he's so fast, but he's like 5 foot 10. Like he's not the biggest guy. So you, you take off two tenths of his forty. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after next year, Tyreek. Tyreek, ooh, you're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. That's going to be you know twenty seven mil. Yeah. Because that man's not taking a pay cut. No sir. He's so got, got a Tyreek, Travis. They got Miko Harbin though. I think under contract for at least one more year. And then, um, and you got Clyde, but they don't really use Clyde, which is kind of a waste of a draft pick. Another bad first round pick, I thought. Yeah. I just, I'm um, not a big fan of. line is phenomenal. Which is funny because two years ago, when they lost to the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, that was their big weak spot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa exposed them. And, you know, they did some interesting things. They brought in. Um, who's that left tackle? Orlando Brown. Um, Orlando Brown. Was that who I'm thinking of? I thought it was... Yeah, uh, from the Ravens. Yeah. They traded Orlando Brown from the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens basically just gifted them their their weak spot. They just gifted them a, like a Pro Bowl left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice if you can get it, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um. All right. Well, let's do some predictions here. So, we got Rams, 49ers. Third matchup there. It's in LA, but it sounds like it's going to be like almost fifty-fifty in terms of fans. Um, who do you who do you like there? Uh, well, I did hear a story that said that Andrew Whitworth would, was willing to buy tickets from LA fans and not to not give them to San Fran fans. So that's interesting. So they already know it's going to be like an away game for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but coming down to it. Um, I think I, I think I'll take San Fran. Mm, interesting. I, I just I think you can use Debo in multiple ways, um, and I feel like if you put Jalen Ramsey on Debo, then you have Kittle, 
And if you put them on Kittle, then Debo's gonna you know hit you with the jet sweeps, the running back op, you know the the running back um, like sweeps and handoffs he gets, and then you know wide receiver screens. Like you just you can use Debo in such a like a plethora of ways that he can burn you. Um, and then that defense, I feel like the Rams defense is nice. They're, they have a good D line, um, but I think San Fran's D line is no slouch, and they'll come after Stafford. Definitely no slouch. You know, Debo, even if you have Ramsey shadow him, it's tough because they play him out of the running back position 15 snaps a game. And are you going to have Jalen Ramsey standing as your bona fide middle linebacker? <laughs> um, so he, he does create matchup problems that way. I am going to pick L.A. just because ever since, I don't know, week 10 or whenever me and Mike were doing this podcast, I picked – the Cardinals to beat Sean McVay. Oh, you won't go against McVay? Nope. I've, I've, I've totally repented. I've begged for forgiveness, and I am never going to <laughs> pick against McVay again. Um, I, th- I think the Rams have more weapons. Um, I think OBJ has he, – he's making himself millions of dollars every game he plays because he's, he's been revived from the dead. Um, you think about what – like the Rams got him on a league minimum deal. They're paying him like because they picked him up so late, like only like three hundred thousand dollars this year. He's I was a, say, OBJ was basically the crux of who went to the Super Bowl in the NFC because it was. You know, imagine if the big. Packers would have picked him up. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they would have paid him a million dollars, two million dollars, like you could have had OBJ and you wouldn't have scored ten points in the snow. <laughs> yeah, you, you have know, another just, just viable saying. option. Um, <laughs> Which at the time I didn't want anything to do with OBJ. I thought it was more him the problem than Cleveland. Yeah. And as it's turning out, maybe Cleveland was more the problem. Um, I mean, seriously. Uh, Baker's probably the problem, but yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting, man. I don't know. It'll be a fun game to watch. The week 18 was a roller coaster. The thing that scares yeah. me the most about the Rams is they cannot play with a lead. If you remember week 18, they were up 17 to 3 against 49ers and they blew that game. They were up 27 to 3 against Tampa yeah. and they should have blown that game. McVay kind of goes into a shell when he's up and he kind of, you know, tries to just be the smart thing and run the ball, run the ball instead of playing offense. He just kind of yeah. goes into a shell and gets conservative. And that almost bit them in the butt this past weekend. I know. They need to just f- f- uh, foot on the throat and end it. Yeah. I think I think they're the more talented team. Oh, for um, sure. But I, I just think, like, watching that Packer-San uh, Fran game, you saw probably every major star from San Fran either, like, play hurt or, like, you know, limp off the field, and they came in, like, the next play. Like, you could tell that they wanted it, and they were hungry, and they, you know, had that fire. Um, I think they just wanted more than anyone else right now. Like, you know, Debo, like – got the wind knocked out of him, maybe cracked a rib or whatever, and came back and, you know, trucked like three dudes. He yeah. went through Zadarius and Jair on that last, you know, game ceiling um, run he had, and it just showed you, like, our two hurt guys versus his, their one hurt guy. Our, it was just over. It wasn't enough. Yeah, that'll be a fun game to watch, though. Um, and then on the other side, you got Joe Shiesty and the Bengals. Um, rolling into Kansas City. I, I like Kansas City here. I just think they're a tough team to beat at home, especially. I mean, that stadium gets loud. 
Um, yeah. And I and I think Cincinnati is a year or two away. I th- the thing that worries me most about Cincy are they like the. I just hope they're not like a one-hit wonder. I mean, I, we gave them a, a lot of love at the beginning of this show. Um, I just I don't think they're quite ready yet. I got Casey by seven only because they're in Arrowhead. But, I mean, Burrow beat them in, like, what, week 17? Yeah. Um, so he's, he showed he can definitely beat Casey. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think it'll be average scoring because it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. The pressure's going to be on, so I don't think it's going to be, you know, 35-42. Um, What's exciting, be, though, is that both of these teams can score at any moment. Exactly. Like, you, you could you could have one team go down 14 nothing, and by no means is the game over exactly. because the other team can put up points in bunches. Yeah. Yeah, I like Kansas City, too. Um, I, think, um, I think Joe Burrow, though, keeps it close. This is basically what I'm going to go with, but Kansas City in the end. Because, I mean, you can't go against Pat Mahomes. You can't. And that team's been there. They're, you know, they're veterans. It's it's Pat Mahomes. I will say, though, for the for the Bengals, like, Burrow wins big games. Whether it's a national championship, he hasn't lost when it mattered most this year. Guy's a winner, too. So, should be a good one. Um, yeah, if they can if, – if Cincy definitely has a chance, if they can protect Joe – they have a very good chance of pulling it out. So I would not put it past KC. It would not surprise me if they won, to be honest. I just I'd like lo- Kansas City because of their been there, done that type of mentality. Yep. They got the best quarterback in the game, the you know, best weapons in the game. Agreed. Um, it's just about that de- if that defense can actually put pressure on Joe Burrow and you know, get a stop here and there. And can Jamar Chase get some help? Um I mean, T. Higgins has been coming on lately. I think yeah, I like T. Higgins. Uh, I, I would love. Has been all right. I, I would love to see them get Mixon more involved than they did in Tennessee. Yeah, you know they're going to need Mixon if they're going to win this game because you got to grind that clock. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, you know, go three and out and take twenty seconds off the clock. You need Mixon to be involved and get like twenty twenty five carries. Yeah, and if you're going to trade blows with Kansas City, like uh, I don't know how good of a strategy that is in the long term. Right. So, all right, man. Well, did you have anything, any, any other topics you wanted to get into? Um, so, you know, news broke about Sean Payton leaving the New Orleans. Yep. Where do you think his future lies? Because, I mean, you think he's done with football entirely? or? Well, it sounds like um, he's going to go into broadcasting. It sounds like Fox is all over him. Um, so I think he'll go up in the booth for a little bit. I can't picture him being – done coaching what i do wonder about is he's under contract in new orleans so like on the player side like if a player retires like gronk remember when he retired and then he came back like the patriots still owned his rights so he had to be traded to leave new england i don't know how that works with coaches like if he just retires but he's still under contract with the saints does he have to come back to new orleans if he wants to come back into coaching i don't know how that works um I can't picture well, him. The, the, the Buccaneers had a trade for John Gruden when he came over from Oakland. So that was, what, 20-some years ago? So, I mean, they could trade Sean Payton to somebody. They could. I mean, Bill other. Belichick was traded from the Jets to New England. Bill Parcells was traded. I mean, yeah, coach trades at Herm Edwards. Coach trades are not um, uncommon, uh, which I think what would have to happen if he decided to come back. I'd, Sean Payton doesn't seem like the type of guy that's ready to just hang it up. 
Um, I agree. That's why it's it's very fascinating to see like what his deal will be going forward. Does he want to coach? I mean, a lot of people are putting out there the Cowboys. Um, person that could see the Cowboys or the Raiders. The Raiders would be a good fit. Right. Get Derek Carr. You got your quarterback. You kind of have that same kind of style offense. I mean, West Coast kind of offense there. You got Hunter Renfro. You got yep. nice tight end Darren Waller. Like, you got some toys on offense that he'd love to play with. Um, maybe you yep. bring Mike Thomas over with you. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's always been your destination for a for a time <laughs> receiver, whether it's Adams or Thomas. You know, they it's definitely a wide receiver one to help out DC over there because I mean, yeah. they are you can't have Hunter Renfro be a wide receiver one for eighteen weeks. No, that's what hurt them most about the Rugs tragedy. Um, his bad decision to get behind the wheel there because, um, yeah, they could use a guy who can stretch the field and, and be that true WR one. You know, with Peyton, I think um, it'll be interesting to see how much money he makes in broadcasting because maybe, you know, if he's going to make, I don't know what they pay those guys, $5 million a year, whatever, whatever, to not have to work as hard. Like, I don't think people yeah. understand how many hours goes into being an NFL head coach. Yeah. Um, maybe he just likes it. Um, I don't know. Caught me off guard. I didn't see him retiring. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, there were reports, like, trickling out saying, um, you know, kind of referring to, like, him not wanting to be in the Rollins anymore. But then, you know, the bombshell came out and said he's just like, stepping away. That was that was big news. So, one of the best coaches in the game by far. Um, really hope he doesn't hang it up entirely for football. Uh, I hope we either see him broadcasting or coaching again. Preferably coaching because he's a great coach. Did you know that when the Packers hired Mike McCarthy that Sean Payton was their second choice? Um, I think I remember that, yeah. I mean, I think hiring Mac, I mean, you got your ring, so I'm not, I'm not mad with that. I know, but can you imagine Sean Payton all these Sean years Payton. in Green Bay? Yeah, that'd be, um, nice. that'd be yeah. nice. Interesting, though, he said, you know, not he really wanted the Green Bay job, but he said not getting it was the best thing that ever happened to him, so it's kind of funny how life works out that way. The thing you want the most... Uh, you don't get it, ends up being the best thing that ever happened to you. Because I, I think he was perfect for New Orleans. Him and Drew Brees, obviously. Um, so. Yeah, he kind of made Drew Brees because Drew Brees was kind of, you know, down and out there. He had shoulder surgery. He was about to go to Miami, didn't pass his physical. Then he went to New Orleans, and then he just became an MVP, MVP candidate with that offense. And, uh, like, and uh, what a run they had. Yes. Um, oh, speaking of, because we were just talking about him. Gronk just came out and said he would retire if forced to decide right now. See, I think they're both gone, man. They're mm-hmm. both using that word. They're throwing the R word around a lot, and I think I think they're talking with each other, and I think they're going to go out together. They're going to have like a dual uh, announcement. You know, they're going to call a press conference out of nowhere, and both going to be at the podium, and they're going to be like, yep, we're done. Dang. Uh, the Vikings hired their GM, um, Adolfo Mensa. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're gonna hire him, and this is all this is all news that came out since we started talking. AB is gonna pursue legal action against the Buccaneers. No surprise there. I've been talking about that for a few weeks. And then Rogers hints that his decision is likely by the franchise tag deadline. What's that? Um, it's like f- fourteen days before the league's league year, I believe. So it's like the beginning of March. Okay. That, to me, if that's true, and it says hints, right? So it's not like he came out and said anything. 
But that to me said, what I just heard is, Aaron, let us know if you're coming back, and we'll tag Devontae. I would agree with you there. Uh, I like, think they want their answer sooner than later, so they said, yep, need to be before that deadline. And then Devontae, like, you probably would prefer a long-term deal, but you also probably don't want to be tied to the Packers post Rogers. So yeah. we'll do this all together one more year. Devontae, you're going to get your $20 million guaranteed. We'll bring Aaron back for another year, and that will be the last dance. So with, the, with Devontae, though, he's, like, what, 29? Usually receivers start taking a dip in production, like, at, like, 30, 31. Like, the good news for Devontae. Do you I, want to pay Devontae for five years? So, do if I'm the Packers, no, I don't. Exactly. But, but there will be a team that will. So if Devontae comes back and he does what he did this year, where he's got 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns, there will be a team that gives him three for 70 or four for 90, something like that. There will be a team that'll do it, and then that'll be Devontae's last contract. It's wild, man. It's crazy how careers are so short in the NFL. Like it seemed like just yesterday he like couldn't catch a ball, it was a second round <laughs> pick, and it was terrible. Yep. And he became, you know, a bona fide star. And now we're talking about do we even want Devontae Adams? Well, the, the the hard thing is, and I think it's what teams probably go through is you want Devontae Adams right now. Right now, yeah. But in order to get Devontae right now, you need to pay him for thirty four year old Devontae. And it's just yeah. the, the game is brutal, man. It's a cold business, and it's hard on your body. And I think about that as an agent. Like, your players get one contract extension if they're lucky. If you're really good, you get two. Like, look at Julio. Yes. You know what I mean? And he's done. Good I mean, his, his career is done. Whether he yes. finishes next year in Tennessee or he gets traded elsewhere, he's not going to sign another extension. Exactly. If he does, it'll be like one year league minimum. I mean, yeah. shit, look at A.J. Green. A.J. Green signed a one-year $6 million deal. Yeah, he was showing himself. Three years ago, that would have seemed asinine. Yeah. I can't, I can't even fathom, you know, what if we pay, you know, Adams and we're stuck with a bill of $28 million, we look like Julio Jones. No. You want to talk about losing season? Yes. Right there. But if, if Rodgers does decide he'll give it he'll give Green Bay one more go next year I think it's perfect I think it's perfect to tag Adams on a one year deal I'd pay him 20 mil guaranteed for one year I have a question for you here yep rank these wide receivers from one to three you got Adams Cooper Cup and Debo who are you taking first second third um am I like starting a new franchise or is it like for the 2022 season like next five years Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams. In that I'm order. I'm right there with you. Me too. I think Cooper Cup has surpassed Devontae. I think if I'm looking at it over the period of five years, yes. Yeah. If if it was who do I want for one season, I would still go Devontae Adams. I just worry about him three, four, five years from now. I mean, Cooper Cup just put up, you know, triple crown numbers. He did. I think I'd take Cup right on over Adams. He did. Um, I just, yeah. I think Debo, it's hard to almost compare him to other wide receivers because he's not really like a true wide receiver. And I like I know he had like 1,400 yards receiving and like, but he's just so unique of a football player. Like yeah, I don't know. Jack of all trades type thing. 
running back. He he reminds me, and he's if he was listening, he would be super offended that I'm even comparing him to this. But he's like a ten times better Ty Montgomery. Oh, I know he'd be offended even if I clarify that. I would say he's a perfect college style offense player. Yeah, like I wouldn't throw Ty Montgomery. (laughs) Well, just I just I just think of Ty Montgomery because the Packers did the same thing with Ty Montgomery. Do you remember? Like they moved him in the backfield. Running back out of it's either Ty Montgomery or John Coomer's running back. So I mean, yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you're right. He's like a small school college player who just like has to do it all because there's no one else on the team. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What a. What a player. I think the problem is now, watch this, as we get into draft season, you're going to see teams chasing that. Like, oh, yeah. this guy could be the next Debo Samuel. It's like, no, no, no. There is no more the next Debo Samuel. Like, this is such a unicorn. Yeah. Like, don't even try and chase it. Yeah. He's he's like a basically he's a running back playing wide receiver or vice versa. Like, he just he fits that mold, and he can go between positions so seamlessly. It's It's crazy. And his, the amount of physicality he has and durability on that physicality, mm-hmm. you, you can't match it. He's another guy, though. I wonder. His so, extension's coming up. He's extension eligible, I think, this offseason. So they have they have to think about that, too. Now, that's 20 mil. Well, and then I wonder, since we were talking about it um, in the context of Derrick Henry, like, is this a guy you get the ball 20 times a game? What does his long-term career look Could like? You know? Yeah. I mean, you get him like eight grabs and like five or six carries. Yeah, probably like 15 touches a game. He's got one more year on his deal. But well, he's extension eligible this offseason. I think that's what he was yes. right? Yep. Yeah. He was a second round pick. Yeah, so him and AJ Brown were the same class and DK. Man, what a wide receiver class. And the Packers grabbed now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Rogers. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right, man. Well, um, this was a lot of fun. We should do it again. I'd love to have you uh, back on. Well, first of all, open invite for whenever you want to come on. Um, but I really would like you to come on as we get closer to free agency and draft season. Um okay. We can uh, we can start rolling through the draft. Mike's not as up to speed on the college landscape like you are, and it'd be good to banter with somebody about who should go where and team needs and all that stuff. So, um, do you want do you want to throw out? Do you have a Twitter or Instagram or anything you want to throw out there? People want to follow no, you. No man, I don't you're, even you're like Instagram. yeah, staying off the grid. I love man. it. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm not great at it either. Um, all right, well, this was a lot of fun. Um, Everybody got to meet the meat locker, which is good. Um, and like I said, open invite anytime you want to jump on. We'll get Mike on here too, and we can really start having some fun. So awesome. thanks for thanks for joining, buddy. Yeah, man. See ya. We'll talk to all you later. Bye.